Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. In Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea. Or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planners down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water and was fined the great big $50 bill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. Ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea, no tomato juice You'll see, no potato juice The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no Local color serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Well, and there we have it, you guys. Hey, welcome. This is your Psychic Connection. Hi, I am Jorianne, the Coffee Psychic, and we have got another one wonderful, fun show tonight that we're going to put on. We have a Reiki master, healer, teacher, Miss Terry Doolin. She's going to be joining us in just a minute, and she's going to be talking about Reiki kids. So, and for those of you that don't know what Reiki is, Reiki is uh, hands-on healing, faith healing, um, it's energy healing. And can kids do that? Can they? They can. And we're going to find out how. So, but I want to I want to share with you guys real quick. I normally like to give you an update on what's happened during the week. Uh there's normally so many different little, you know, psychic updates and uh things that have happened, you know, what dead people I've, you know, seen and all that other stuff. But I had a well, this afternoon I had seen a dead man standing in the in the dining room. Uh, for this one lady I was reading, and uh, he was he was kind of a good looker. I got to tell you that much right now. I don't think they lose their looks when they die, so I'll share that with you. Um, anyway, we had our monthly seance this weekend, and I'm telling you, it was a fantastic seance. A lot of good connection, a lot of good messages with the spirit guides and the angels. And I had a woman that had come in, and um, she was. She was quite the skeptic. She came in with her girlfriend, 
and she didn't tell me ahead of time that she was a skeptic. It really doesn't it doesn't interfere with my work. But she had said that she just had an open mind. She's never experienced anything like this before. And we normally will do what's called, um, gosh, we go around the table at the end of the seance. I don't know why I'm losing that word right now. But we go around sharing our experience. And this woman said, she goes, I'm speechless. I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. She says, I had an open mind. And I never really honestly believed in this sort of spiritual thing. She goes, but uh, I'm shocked. I'm stunned and I'm amazed because the words that the spirits were saying uh, when you were channeling for me were almost the identical words that my doctors were telling me about this medical condition I have, uh, plus her other uh, information that was coming through from the spirit world. So it was a real nice validation. And I invite people to come to the monthly seance. It's a fantastic experience. You can have contact with your dead relatives. We even have dead animals that come through, believe it or not. And it's it's a really nice uh, validation and also a wonderful spiritual experience. So think about it. Uh, if you want to join us for a seance or get your own personal reading, you can reach me back at uh, area code uh, new number, 219-940-9292. Again, that number is 219-940-9292. So let's go ahead and uh, get Terry Doolin online here, and uh, let's let's see what she's got to say. Terry? Yes, hello. Hey, how are you tonight? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. So, um, and I will share with people, if people don't know it already, um, Terry is my daughter. Um, Terry has been a Reiki master, healer, teacher, Karuna healer, um, worked at doing shaman work. Uh, Terry's really got a lot of experience. Uh, and Terry, how long have you been doing this work? Um, let's see, healing with my mom, I don't know, my whole life. Um, but the Reiki, I, well, again, uh, again, healing with you, doing the Reiki with you since 2001, or 2002, actually, okay. and then um, teaching for the past five years. For the um for the last five years, what of it you've been um doing the Karuna teaching. is that been, it or teaching? I've got been it. Teaching, okay. Teaching uh, Reiki for the past five years. Um, okay. For the past, I believe for the past two years, I've started teaching um kids Reiki. Okay. Which well, I want to mention to our, I want to mention to our listeners if I can that you've got the uh, center. Midwest Center for Reiki Advancement. I want to put this out there real quick. And it's uh, that's your uh, own organization in which you have classes, and you also put on a monthly Reiki share for people who would like to come in and experience Reiki or for other Reiki practitioners that like to just get together once a month and um, share what's been going on with them. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am, and it's actually my Reiki shares are absolutely free. So, again, yeah. it's a chance for um, people who are interested to come and receive uh, healings um, and also for practitioners to come, uh, meet new practitioners in the area, as well as a place uh, for them to feel safe to practice Reiki. Wonderful. Um you know, I've got to tell you, Terry. I also learned that you um, now are—I believe it is—able to give people that need the continuing educational courses credits for that. How is that working? How does that work? Uh, yes, ma'am. It is right now through uh, the Massage Therapist Board. It's actually from Massage Therapist and Body Workers National Board uh, that I offer continuing education credits. So if anybody's interested, um, again, yes, contact me. And we can set up a class, and they get credit for um, their courses, their racing classes. Okay, and uh, what number can they reach you at, Terry? 219-712-0507. 
Okay, and again, that's 219-712-0507. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm very excited to have you on. Um, you've been on the show in the past, and I love working with you. And again, um, Terry is my daughter. We do a lot of things together. Uh, we do exorcisms together. We do house clearings together. Uh, we've done the Reiki together forever. And I don't know for the people, it's it's. I'm sure it's going to be different with the kids' Reiki, and we'll get into that in a minute, but it's amazing what you can see while you're doing Reiki. You know, the, the different spirits coming in to help do the Reiki. Um, you know, for me, because I've been in psychic work for a long time, many times I'll see in the, in the etheric world, like around the people, different scenes. Um, I've literally seen the other spirits coming in to the room to help do the Reiki through us, okay? And uh, I remember Barbara Brennan has the book Hands of Light. Do you remember that book, Terry? Yes, I actually use it. I I seriously use it uh, as reference manual, as a visual aid, visual aid um, in all of my Reiki classes because it's such a wonderful book to really show people um, what a hands-on healing or what a Reiki healing will look like from an energetic point of view. Mm. Because so not a lot everybody, of really great not, illustrations. Yes, and not everybody can see the way you see um, and again, because literally you can see on the energetic level, I cannot, uh, I experience the energy differently, but it's such a good visual aid um, for people who are brand new or, you know, even practitioners who they have a sense of what's going on, but um, to really see it, um, it makes just a uh, more powerful, more deeper experience. Mm-hmm. So I love that book. Yes, yes, I think it's an amazing book. And there are so many other, um, you know, there there are different types of healings that are out there. You know, the Barbara Brennan, she has her own school, Hands of Light, um, for those books. She, there's also uh, Mary Owl, like Mother Mary Healing, that was based on Mother Mary, Joe Ray Healing, and then Reiki. And you were drawn to Reiki, I mean, instantly, Terry. I was drawn to Reiki. I had Mary Owl Healing earlier. Um, but Reiki just seemed to really fit in more for me. And and how did you get involved in the Reiki? Was that through through me? I, it just seemed like Reiki took over your whole world. Um, it did. I love it. So for me, truly, what happened again with me, um, you know, working with you over the years uh, and doing the different healings, uh, you had given me a gift of the level one. So it was. Um, Kathy and I, who took Reiki Level 1 as a gift from you, uh, and I would use it still again when we would do the healing. And then um, probably five or six years ago, um, something did change. Something started, you know, I just became more interested, more curious about the different uh, types of um, healing and metaphysical I can't think of the proper word myself, sorry. But just generally, just anywhere, I just wanted to learn about healing, the different types of modalities, thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. And Reiki, it just led me, actually, I was reading books, which led me right back to Reiki. And uh, so, yeah, as soon as I got interested, I kind of like got the bug, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't get enough information. I uh, couldn't have enough experiences. I found a great teacher in Maryville um, who, you know, reattuned me to level one, taught me level two, taught me the master class. And then from there, um, because, again, I wanted to learn more, I went online to Reiki.org and found William Lamb's website, yeah. and he taught Karuna Reiki. So then I went online um yeah, and registered for his classes and retook all my classes. So now I am a professional member with um, the International Center for Reiki Training. I'm also a professional member for the International um, Center for, or I'm sorry, International Reiki Association, or Professional Association, pardon me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, you're right. I just could not get enough things changed, and it just happened so quick. And I think... I think within a year I did 
and maybe even not even not even a complete year, maybe nine months. I did Reiki level two, my master class, and Karuna, like all within nine months. So I, well, yeah, yeah, it just really moves me, and it really truly is such a, uh, a personal, beautiful experience. So you had a lot of training. It it yes. it literally changed your life. It did. Yeah, and still does. So, mind you, not just did, but does. So I want I want to ask you, um, you know, again before we get into the kids part of this, what are some of the what are some of the amazing things that I mean I already know I I think right away about George Barrick, uh, our good friend who um, who died of cancer I think what two years ago a year ago, but um, how Reiki impacted George's life, uh, and I, I'll just say this he was given. He was given, I think, nine to eighteen months to live. And of course, George's attitude is, "Hey, you don't know what you're talking about. Only God has control about when I'm going to die." And he had bone cancer, and he had come all the time to our Reiki shares. Not only did he be, did he come to the Reiki shares, he became a a Reiki practitioner. He did Reiki one, mm-hmm. Reiki two. He became a Reiki master teacher, and he lived an extra twelve years beyond what the doctors were telling him he was going to live. And not only that, after he'd come, he'd go to the hospital, he'd have some blood work up done, and the blood wasn't looking so good. And he'd come back and he'd say, you know, he'd say to both you and I, hey, I need a, a Reiki treatment. And I would do it, you would do it, either we would do it together or individually, whoever was there. And mm-hmm. George literally, and this is not a joke, you guys, George would literally go back to the hospital the next day after the Reiki treatment. After the blood draw, they'd look at him and go like, uh, this isn't possible. What did you do? And he said, I, he'd laugh. He goes, I'd tell you, but you wouldn't believe me. And uh, his blood would change overnight. True story, you guys, after having a Reiki treatment. So we know how powerful it is. Now, that's the greatest thing I can remember, Terry. But what other things? What other great experiences have you seen, like literally seen, uh, after people having Reiki? Um, pardon me. Uh, Experiencing, they're reporting back to you, feedback. I have, well, okay, the reason why I pause is because there are many, many stories that I have, and I'm just trying to um, figure what are um, some Great, uh, some great stories I can share with you that are easy easy to explain. Um, I had a gentleman who I was seeing who was uh, in an assisted living um, facility, and mm-hmm. the first time I saw him for four weeks, I had uh, an hour session with him um, each week for four weeks, and the first time I saw him, and I think I might have um, shared this with you before. But it's still just it's mm-hmm. just remarkable uh, the transformation and, and how this energy and again um, this could be touch or no touch so you're really working in uh, with the aura uh, on many different levels so it's not only just the aura but you're working you know on the meta- um, I'm sorry metaphysical but it's the mental the emotional the spiritual and the physical uh, bodies so um, how Reiki is going to heal somebody um, is just tremendous and but anyway so nonetheless. This gentleman that I was working with, the first time that I met him, um, he was sitting in his chair. He could not uh, get up very easily from his chair to, you know, walk 20 feet to the door to let me in, so I had to let myself in. And then, um, you know, the second week that I saw him, he was still in his chair. Um, But by the third week, he was up, you know, coming to the door to let us in. Um, And I say us, I brought my husband with, so I didn't go alone. Um, but yeah, by the okay. fourth week, I mean he was fantastic. His um, his condition improved. He was his legs were swollen in the beginning. Uh, again, he was able to get up, walk, meet us at the door. His um, attitude improved as well. He was feeling better, uh, and he actually moved. He was living in Chicago, um, and then moved back to Virginia. So I mean, it, so wow. It's amazing. It's amazing to me um, because again, you can never give uh, too much Reiki, and you can never give too little. So, 
it's just it's just a transformation. And I actually love teaching because I love seeing how uh, Reiki transforms and changes uh, with new students. It's just awesome. And then seeing their excitement so, as well. So then you, and it is exciting. It's so exciting when people have Reiki for the first time and uh, they go like, whoa, what was that? I mean, you, you've seen mm-hmm. their eyes pop open after they're off the, you know, off the table going like, whoa. You know, I felt all this yeah. warmth, this everything. Well, you know, I wanted to say that uh, so you've actually traveled to people's homes or they can come to yes. you for a Reiki session, correct? Correct, yep. Yeah. And then I also, so this is this is the really cool part, is that for years, you know, Western medicine really kind of didn't get like Eastern um Tonight must be the night of losing these words. <laughs> you know, uh, Western medicine is more scientific. Eastern, you know, alternative medicine is what I'm going to say. Yeah, and it has more of a spiritual base to it, too. Yes, yes, it does. Well, so here's the really great thing. I've been doing Reiki for so long, and I just thought it was very sad that, you know, Western medicine didn't accept it. They thought it was maybe a little hokey. And and then probably I think maybe two years ago I heard lo and behold thank you Jesus that the hospitals are now asking Reiki practitioners to come in and heal the people. Not only that they are paying they like have certain divisions where they pay Reiki masters to work in the hospitals on their patients. And I'm going like well well thank you Jesus. I'm like thank God for that because I think that's the coolest. Yes. Isn't that neat? Yes, it is. It is. And I had heard, and I wish I knew, I do not have uh, the information at my fingertips right now, but I had heard that there is a hospital in Illinois or in Chicago um, that, yes, has Reiki practitioners. And I'm not sure if George was the one who who was mentioning it and if it was Rush. Um, again, I don't have that information, but I just, I would love to get affiliated with something like that. That would be fantastic. Well, I, I too have gone, like if somebody's really sick and, uh, that I know, I've gone to the hospital and I've gone to do healings on people in the hospital as well. So, yes. you know, yes, and, and again, as we well. know, yep, whatever's needed. So, mm-hmm. all right, so tonight now, so we're going to really get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's show, and that is Reiki Kids, Can Children Heal? Can Children Be Healers? So, um, so you know, most of my listeners know that I've got eight grandchildren, and um, many of my grandchildren are very psychic. And, um, and of course, they have no other choice, Terry, but to really experience this world because it's, the, it's what we do. It's what I do. It's mm-hmm. what you do. And I have to, I have to laugh because I'm going to um, share this experience. I had a friend that I wanted to introduce to my grandchildren, and they were over at your house. And it was actually the weekend, I believe, that you were doing a kid's Reiki class. Um, little Joe is my youngest grandson, and he kind of hopped up on the couch to introduce himself to this uh, friend of mine, and he put his hand out, and he goes, hi. He goes, I'm little Joe, and, um, oh, my God, I think he said, I'm psychic. Oh, he said, no, he goes, hi, I'm little Joe. He goes, and I see dead people. (laughs) Yes. That's what he said. And then he said, I live in a haunted house. And I'm going like, oh, my God, this kid is cracking me up. So this is just how normal, you know, the spiritual stuff is in our family, thank God. You know, let alone other families when they say, I just saw a ghost. And they're like, no, you didn't. And they kind of teach the kids not to believe in what they're feeling or seeing. And that's kind of too bad because then the kids don't learn to trust what they're really experiencing. And so, you know, I just talked to all the other, uh, tell the parents out there, if your children are having any kind of experiences, please, oh, please, just listen to them. Let them talk. Let them tell you what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. Did they see something out of the corner of their eye? Did they see a shadow? I mean, I just had a phone call today where there's so much activity in this house that these kids are having some really bad experiences. They're afraid to go in the basement. They've got, you know, like people touching them in bed. So, I mean, I've got a paranormal investigation that I've got to, you know, get out and do. So um, some this stuff can be a little scary. And not just the kids. It, it's, 
not just going to, you know, um, bother the kids, but adults as well. I mean, who the heck wants to be touched in the middle of the night when you're going like, you know, like if, there, if I were saying to my cat, Snowball, is that you? <laughs> yeah, right. And then you hear oh, the no. cat in the other room, I, right? Yeah, no, I had it. When we lived in uh, Chicago, I had it where the, the host would go ahead and twitch my toes for me at night. It's like, are you kidding me? So, Uh-oh. I'm older now. I can laugh, but I'm like, oh, my God. So, yes, it was it's uh, interesting. Fun, fun. Not fun. Fun stuff. Not fun stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's go back to the kids now because, you know, that just shows how little Joe was so excited. And I'll tell you another little story about little Joe. Um, I think you taught him one of the first Reiki classes a long time ago, Terry, probably even before you had studied Reiki children. You were teaching our family, all the little kids, Reiki. And little Joe told me one day, he goes, you know, he says, my friend wasn't feeling good, Grandma. And he says, so I just went, and he showed me that he put his hands together, rubbed them, the way you teach the kids, Terry, for the Reiki, and -hmm. put his hands on his on his on his friend and he said, you know, like on his head or something and he goes and he and he felt better. And I'm going like, Oh my God, this child is I can't remember if he was five or six years old. But knowing at yeah. this young age that this is how he's gonna you know, through Reiki and energy healing, this little boy is gonna help other people feel better. I'm going like, Wow, you go, you go, Joe. Yeah. So would you tell us now, Terry, what is Reiki for children? Which, you know, we know it's hands on healing but how is it that you got involved with Reiki for Kids? I know you've put on several classes. I know these kids walk out feeling amazing because, you know, three of our little people, all of the all the kids have taken Reiki, but the little ones are taking it from you, and they just love it. So how did you get into it, or how did you find it? Um, I had been teaching for a few years, and I actually had one of my students asked me if I was willing to uh, teach her children, if her children could learn Reiki. And her kids um, actually were psychic to begin with. And, again, not that, you know, um, I think all of these kids, not that you, your child has to be psychic, but um, all of these children that are being born right now, whether they're, you know, the star children or indigo or crystal, and I think right now the new group is called rainbow children, um, they're all, okay. all born with uh talents and gifts so um this mom wanted me to teach her kids reiki and i said yeah you know give me give me you know a week let me research let me see if there's anything out there um as far as any kind of manuals or classes or anything else that i could uh look up and and i did find um a reiki master her name is barbara mattel and she's out of Canada, mm-hmm. and she had put together a wonderful uh, guide, meditation, uh, class material. Um, mm-hmm. So I was able to go online. I brought her uh, information, and I started teaching. I read and started teaching. It's, it is phenomenal for any uh, teachers out there, you know, Reiki instructors, um, please, 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 if you're interested in teaching Reiki to children, Go online, and her organization is called ReikiKids.ca for Canada, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's wonderful material. So I've been teaching um, the kids, and it is, you would not believe, I mean, yes, the kids love it, but they're already gifted, you know, to begin with. So there's not a lot that I really have to do um, because they already know what to do. So it's almost like giving hmm. them permission in a sense, you know, it's like, and they're, I learn more from the kids that are taking my classes. It is just wow. the coolest thing. Yes. Wow. Well, when you said they know what to do without teaching them, what is it? What is? What do you mean by that? Uh, they have the gifts, they, and because they're young, um, they have these gifts, and because they're young, um, society has not, for the most part, um, drilled it out of them. Like you were saying earlier. You know, about how the parents are telling them, no, you didn't see that. Um, we actually have mm-hmm, these children mm-hmm. whose parents are encouraging them to um, develop their abilities. So yeah. if they're healers and the parents are saying, yes, you know, what else can I do to support you? You know, mm-hmm, if, if they can mm-hmm. see those, you know. I mean, you, of course, you, as, uh, in your position as a psychic and metaphysician, 
Um, yeah, you've had a lot of people come to you asking about, you know, how, or telling you stories about how much their kids can see and what their kids can do. Oh, yes, I have. So I think, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just uh, it's just amazing. And I and I just love it. Like I said, I, I end up learning uh, just as much from these children as, as, as I'm teaching. You know, and we play, and that's the other thing, too. Um, you know, we play, we draw, we color. You know, so it's very interactive. It's not... Um, it's more fun than, than the adult classes, I'll say that. Is it? Play any color too, but <laughs> well, wait a minute. What if we want to color during an adult class? That's not fair now that I know what you're giving to the little kids. I know. Right now, actually, what we'll be doing this weekend at the Reiki <laughs> Fair, we're going to be working on our mandalas, so we will be coloring this weekend at our Reiki Fair. Oh, there you go. That's going to be cool. Yes. So, so yes. just to tell our, our, our listeners out there, if they want to come to one of the Reiki shares, we do different things just to let people know. Um, there are times where we do, you know, like you said, coloring the mandalas. Uh, we do meditations at these Reiki shares. Um, oh, my God, the topics that we've covered, it, it's really fascinating. It's a great experience to come and uh, join and um, and also just just feel the Reiki energy. It's really fantastic. And anyone's invited, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and uh, plus, uh, this is just um, no alcohol. Do not have any alcohol in your oh. system when you're going to come to a spiritual experience. Well, I don't care if it's in the morning. Some people might be early. <laughs> Somebody well, might want to, you know. Yeah, no. They, some, yeah, you'd have to, I mean, it, it is open to the public, um, but you would have to go ahead and give me a call or send me an email so I can uh, give you my address. But, yes. Absolutely. Very good, very good. All, all welcome. Very good. So, you know, I'm going to tell you what, Terry, I noticed that we have a caller online, and I just want to let our callers know that this is a live call-in show. Uh, if you've got any questions or if you've got any experiences that you want to share with us about your children uh, having some healing abilities, uh, I've had some parents actually say, I know my child, um, I've just been feeling bad, and all of a sudden my, my child will come over and, you know, just start rubbing my back or put their hands on my head, and suddenly I'm great, and it, whatever it was that I had went away. And sometimes these are some of the things you're looking for, is your child a healer. So if you'd like to call in, uh, our call-in line is 347-633-9404. Again, that number to call in is 347-633-9404. And so let's let's find out who we have online and see if they've got a, a Reiki story or anything they want to share with us. Let's see who we have here. I think it's Valerie. Hey, Valerie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, do you have any experience with Reiki or, or children healing, or what's on your mind? Well, not really children healing. More like my children feeling things. Oh, cool. So. So what's going it's on? Not really, but it's not really a good way. <laughs> oh well, now so how do you mean that? So are you are you okay with sharing that on the show? Oh yeah, I am. I am. Okay, um, what have they been experiencing? Well, it it happened pretty much after we got back from um, Omaha from a baseball trip for my youngest son. Okay. Um, we are in a brand spanking new house. Nobody's lived here besides us. Okay. The night that we came home, my oldest son went upstairs to go to sleep. And after that, probably within two minutes, he comes running down the stairs and he said, Mom, he's like, I saw a face, a black face, and it was over me. And I could not, he was over me holding my hands and I couldn't scream and I couldn't move my hands. But yeah. it's like... It didn't start till we came back from Omaha, so I'm thinking, well, did something follow us from Omaha? Right. Did right. we take something back how, accidentally? How long were you living in that house, Valerie? How, how, we've been here since um, 99 or 2000. And then when did you come back from Omaha? Oh, this was, it started like um, three years ago, and we still hear things now and still see things at the corner of eyes. Okay, so this so this is what I'm going to share with you. So so my daughter Terry and I have uh, many times we'll go and we'll do the um, 
you know, the clearings, house clearings, the exorcisms. So so here are the questions I'm going to ask you because I what what uh, town do you live in or state? I live in Illinois. Oh, you do live in Illinois. What city? Okay, perfect. Then you're not that far. So what I would ask you is from three years ago, you went out to Omaha. Mm -hmm. Did you bring any antiques back? Not antiques. The only thing we brought back were newspapers. And how old were they? They They were the papers published on that day. They were at the hotel. They were all giving them out because of the um, college baseball series going on. Okay. All right. We didn't buy any knickknacks or anything. So okay. Were going to college? It was a college trip? Oh, no, the college series happened to be in Omaha at the time that we were doing the um, baseball. Oh, thank you. Okay. Okay. So what this sounds like and feels like to me is an attachment uh-huh. That somewhere, you know, one of you guys had picked up the spirit and um he kind of just kind of piggybacked with you. So there's so there's two ways of uh clearing and you'd want to have your house cleared. Okay? Okay. Uh and so has has your other son had any, any experiences or you guys are hearing the Activity in the house, are lights flashing on again, off again? Um, the oldest is the only one that's had actual experiences with this thing. Um, he's okay. even heard him call. He's even heard it call his name. The youngest and I have only seen and heard things. That's it. Okay. Okay. So it it feels to me like it's more connected to him then. That's and what that I you guys are. Yep, and that you guys are having, uh, so you're so you guys are sensitive to this. So you'd probably so the two things you would need is you'd need your house cleared, but your son would probably need to have like an exorcism or well, basically it's an exorcism, honey. And it's to get in touch with the spirit that's on him or connected to him in some fashion, and you have to talk to this man and get him in get him into the light. You need him to get off of your son. And get him into the light. But many times, what happens is you're going to want to find out how did he possibly get attached to him? Why did he get connected? The other question I'd ask you is for your older son. How old is your older son right now? Right now he's 19. Okay. So did something happen to him when he was 16 years old over there? Did he have a head injury? Did he fall? Did he have any, any emotional things going on? Um. Well, I mean, he he got he ran into a wall and he cracked his phone. Um, he didn't tell me he fell or hit his head or anything. Okay, but he ran into a wall. Yeah, Just he said his he was. Body he actually got pushed. Correct. He got pushed into a wall, and thus um, his his cell phone broke. That that's a pretty that's a pretty strong push, right? Correct. So, so what I'm saying is. Um, Many times when people get attachments, there's going to be some sort of issue that happens that's preceding that. It it can be an emotional upset. It can be a high fever. It can be a car accident. It's anything that's going to cause a break in your aura. And then while you have this break in your aura, these people see it and they kind of climb aboard. Okay. Now you you actually could have some past life stuff going on there, but um, but that's kind of what it sounds like has happened to your son. Incredible. So one of the things I would suggest that you do, Valerie, I would suggest that you start yourself. I always tell people try it first before you call in, before you have to call in somebody like you know myself and my daughter. Okay. okay. I would say take some rate, uh, take some um, sage, green leafy dried sage. And you're gonna. This is the way you're gonna cleanse your house. You want to take this, and you're gonna put it in a pot that has a handle. And remember, you're gonna want it to be dry, leafy, sage. You can get it at any jewels or well, not Dominic's anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our Dominic's is closed down. Boohoo! I is. love that store. It is. <laughs> they have the best bakery <laughs> stuff. I know, right? Yeah. One was right around the corner from my old house. 
Anyway, Aww. anyway, so you're going to go ahead. I know, right? So you're going to go ahead and you're going to start it on fire. Take a little fire stick, one of those little electric matches or whatever they're called, and um, start it on fire, and then you're going to blow out the flames, and you're going to allow this to smolder. You, you're going to want to go around, starting from the bottom. If you have a basement, go at the basement, and you have to, at the top, if you have a second floor, second story floor, open a window, one window only, in the last room you're going to be in. So run down to the basement and go to every single room saying the Our Fathers and Hail Marys as you're moving this smoke in a clockwise motion. And you have to go along every wall and every window from room to room to room. And then as you're doing this up the stairway to your, you know, your first floor, room to room to room, covering every inch of the house. And then if you have a second floor, up to the second floor, covering every inch of the house with the smoldering uh, smoke. And you're going to be saying, Dear Fathers and Hail Marys during the whole time, asking God to come in and clean your house from corner to corner, cubbyhole to cubbyhole, crevice to crevice, space to space. And the last room will be where you have the window open, and then that allows the spirit to escape out that window. Any negative energy, anything, leaves right out that window. Okay. So try that first. And this is this works for anyone where the energy is very low. If suddenly people are getting crabby in the house, maybe somebody picked something up, brought it in. You know, purify your space, you guys. I mean, cleanse it. It's going to make a difference. So, Valerie, can you try that then and, you know, keep an eye on your son, see what's happening. And, of course, if you do need a, an exorcism, you can give me a call because I do that work. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But, yes, thank you. <laughs> Yes, you're welcome. Well, let us know what happens, and uh, and thanks for calling the show tonight. Thank you very much. You guys have a good evening. Hey, thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. How great is that? So, Terry, you and I have, uh, we know how this goes, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, you yeah, pick and, something and again, up. It's- yeah, it's a young, it's a young man who, uh, yeah, who's starting to see ghosts, spirits. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's an attachment, but I mean, uh, kudos to him, you know, to be able to identify and to be able to see it. Totally, totally. You know, the other part, I wouldn't be so worried if he's just going like, "Hey, hi, I'm seeing a dead guy." I mean, that's no biggie, right? I mean, we all see dead people, or at least most of us do, well. or many of us do. <laughs> Well, well those in my family do. <laughs> the people in my family do, darn it. All right, so anyway, so you see a dead guy, you look out of the corner of your eye. I mean, how many people are seeing dead people all the time and they're thinking that it's a floater? I mean, that just cracks me up. So, yeah, I just thought it was a floater in my eye. Anyway, um, I, I think the thing that I'm a little more concerned about for Valerie's son is the fact that he's saying he's got this face looking over him in the bed, which many of us have had that experience too, hello, but he yes. was holding down his hands. So yeah. when you have a spirit yeah. that's coming in and they're interfer- interfering with your mobility and the spirit is trying to be overpowering, then yes, we want to get that guy out of the house. It's not just a, a playful spirit that's dropping in or you know, horsing around, moving pictures and things like that. If you start getting foul odors in your house, if you're getting, you know, depressed, if you're getting suicidal, that is yeah, that's how good. strong these no, no, that's how strong these spirits can be. And I had I have a, a friend, a really wonderful person, we were talking this week and he we were talking about um uh professions that have a high rate of suicide. And uh, this person knows that dentists have a high rate of suicide. And it's like, yes, they do. And also psychiatrists have a high rate of suicide. And people say, well, why would that be? Well, that's because you have, when you've got a spirit attachment, they have to jump out of the body in some way, shape, or form. So they normally would do it through an orifice, through an opening in the body, which would be the mouth for the dentist and for the and for the psychiatrist. Now, I don't know if you remember the story, Terry, but years ago when I was first learning exorcism work, I, I had a friend, um, and I hope John is still with us, Reverend John Van Dree. I love this man. He's a wonderful man. 
we had taken classes from him years ago, and he had said, you know, when you're doing exorcism work or any kind of healing work, I learned very early on that you have to ask permission because mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, rut row, you know, things can happen. And he said during his very first exorcism, there was a woman who was in trouble and, you know, um, so they didn't ask permission to do the exorcism. They did the exorcism and she dropped over dead. I remember the story. I remember I remember yeah. uh, Reverend Van Drey. Upped over dead and that's because she had already exited the premises. Elvis had already left the building and the the spirits that were in her body were the entities that were keeping her body still alive. So when they were asked to leave, she kind of, you know, dropped to the ground because she was gone already. No one else was able to keep the body, you know, going. So mm-hmm. I find it very fascinating, and I still, anytime we do the work, our first our first thing is, can we do this work? Can we do a clearing or exorcism on the person? And you have to wait for their higher, their highest spirit to say yes, and then we go from there. So yeah, and that's the same. That's the same thing with uh, doing Reiki too. That's a, uh, one main thing that I, of course, uh, you're taught is you always want to ask permission. We have free will, so you mm-hmm. can have wonderful intentions of wanting to help someone, but you have to take a moment. If you if you're not, you know, personally asking that person, um, you know, may I send you Reiki or may I pray for you? You know, you do have to take a moment to meditate, you know, connect to your higher self or theirs and ask, you know, is this in their highest good? May I do a healing on them? You know, and then and wait for the answer. Yes, yes, because, so let me share with, with you what that's about. And I know you know this also, but I want to share with the listeners. We have lessons that we're here to learn, everybody. And when you have these lessons and you have to, let's face it, if you're having a tough time, it's probably a lesson. If 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 life is sweet and happy and we're joking around, I mean, we're having a good time. So where do we grow? We grow when there's resistance. We grow when there's tough times. So life is going to be fun and it's going to be difficult. When it's difficult, you're going to be having lessons. So if you're supposed to have these lessons and by somebody asking to pray for you, if that's going to take it away, if the spirits say no, they're supposed to be learning something here, then again, hands off. I don't know what somebody's supposed to be going through, but God does. And also we, at a very deep spiritual level, we know because we chose this. We chose this lifetime. We chose this lesson. So sometimes it's just a matter of like kicking back and, you know, going for the ride and seeing seeing what else is going to turn out about it. So look, we, I, Terry, I noticed we have another call online. So let's find out, um, let's find out what they have to share with us, okay? Okay. So here we go. And I believe this is Dan. Hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi. How are you? It's been a, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. good. <laughs> there has been so, a lot of spiritual ghost activity going around lately. And in uh, what people way? are commenting it uh commenting about it on Facebook. Oh wow. And um oh yeah. I came home today. And I heard, now I live alone, so I heard somebody tell me, all right. And it was a female voice. And (laughs) she greeted me as I walked in the front door. (laughs) So I'm just calling to find out what, (laughs) I know it was kind of comforting. But I was checking like, uh, what happened? No, just, it's, when you're sharing it with me, I get a very kind of warm, cozy, good feeling. There's, it, it seems like there's just a lot of ghost activity going around right now with people. Is there something like in the universe that's pulling it out or are people just being more receptive to it? Oh, uh, Terry, you can give a response to this too, but what I, what I think is happening um, and Chairman have a different perception about this, is that I believe that the world is uh, changing right now, and a lot of our people here on Earth are becoming more psychic. They're, they're becoming more aware of what's going on. So therefore, as you become more psychic, many of us will be more clairvoyant, which is to be able to see into the other side. And, uh, and actually, I shouldn't say see into the other side. Really, 
everything coexists at one time. So as we become more psychic, we're actually kind of opening up our psychic eyes and just seeing these dead people. Whereas, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, clairvoyant, you might hear them. If you're clairsentient, you might feel you may feel them. So it's, as you're becoming more psychic and more open, you'll be having more of these experiences. So I really think more people are really uh, advancing in their spiritual pro- their uh, spiritual growth. So, Terry, what do you think? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um, with the shift in consciousness, absolutely, absolutely. Not only are we seeing more um, metaphysically or spiritually speaking, uh, you know, we're able to manifest a lot faster than what we used to. So things are changing. Yesterday I was having like a really bad day. So I decided Uh to pull out all of my angel cards and have a meeting. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I took out all three decks of my angel cards and I pulled out every white tea light that I could. And I laid them all out on my kitchen table and in my dining room table and my living room. And I said, okay, angels, we're having a day. I need help, and wow. I mean immediately. Someone dropped off cash in my mailbox. I was oh. able to go out spending today, and I got a. I just I had unbelievable financial help that came immediately, and I'm talking within hours. And then when I wow. came home with some groceries, I heard, "All right." So I just want to you know let oh. you know that it's. It really does work when you talk to the angels and open yourself up to the other side. So if anybody's listening who's gone through some hard times, you know, believe in the fact that there is another side. So you know how there's always, like, people that are skeptical? But that really did happen to me today. So what a difference a day can make. Wow. No doubt. And so, so Dion, how did you feel... When you're, you sit here, you're communicating with the angels, you're asking for help, you're lighting your candles, and all of a sudden, bam, somebody leaves you money in your mailbox. I mean, what what were you left with? I mean, yesterday I was crying my eyes out, and I basically was just praying to God, telling him, you know, like, if you're not going to give me a purpose to serve, then just take me now, because... I have to get up every day with the breath in my body and serve you because you put me here. So why are you making me miserable? Don't make me miserable if I'm here. Give me a reason mm-hmm. to live. So when I was, I went to apply for some assistance today for my utility bills, and I told the mm-hmm. lady, I'm having a hard time right now, and she you know what she said to me? That's why I'm here. So, <laughs> so me having a hardship it's helping her have a job. Yes, it is. Right. Yes, it so, is. So here I am, like, why me, why me, why me? But the reality is is because I showed up at her office today, she gets paid. And and it helped me yes. out, too. Yeah, but, you know, you know, Dion, so I know you. And I'm going to tell you something. You are such a giver. And you've just recently fallen into some hard times. And I think the hardest part is when you... You're as generous as you are. You're you're such a loving person, and you just you just give to people. And now you're in a position where it's difficult for you, and and I know it's challenging for you. But you can see that the universe, God, is working with you, where these people are able to give back to you now. And and I don't know how it's going to be for you to sit back and receive from other people, but sometimes we have to open ourselves up. To have that experience as well. And, why is that again, so you are, hard? You tell me. Why is that so hard for you, honey? Because it always makes me feel better to make somebody else feel better. Yeah. So I guess I don't know how to receive and make myself feel good about that. Yeah. So then this will be this will be a new challenge for you then, huh? It is a challenge. I'm not used to it. I'm used to, like, I don't know. I'm just not used to it. Yeah, but you know what? Even when you smile and you chat with people, that just brings a ray of sunlight in their heart. So you're still giving, even though even though you've got the one point in the financial arena that is, is tightening, 
you know, you know, that's that's uh, how can I say it? That's where you've got your issues around the financial part. So again, that's that's energy flow coming to you, leaving, coming to you, leaving. You know, abundance is more than money. Abundance is emotional abundance, spiritual abundance. You have all that. And just the other day, you're telling me, or today, you're sitting here. Carrie just got through commenting out how a shift of consciousness is where many of us are going, what we're going through right now, and also learning how to manifest things. What you just shared with us tonight is that you manifested something almost instantly, like like either in the moment or overnight. You prayed, lit your candle, bam, and it was in your mailbox. So that's also learning to manifest. So this is going to give you something new to focus on, learning more, you know, keep practicing, use the book The Secret, start visualizing what you want and make things manifest, and just kind of see how fast you can make things manifest from the time you start the prayers until the time it shows up. I want to interject. Also be grateful. Um, You know, gratitude is is, uh, huge. So be grateful for what you do have and especially for the blessing that you just received. It also makes a big difference. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yep. So, wow, how cool. Well, I think you had a very cool ghost come to your house. <laughs> well, come walking in the door and hearing, all right, I was like, I know that was a female voice, 100%. Yeah. Someone just walked in the door with me. Well, to me, too, uh, Dan, it kind of sounded like, almost like she's telling you it's going to be all right as well. Hmm. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So how cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. And um, and if you've got some more things, just, you know, give us a call. I I love hearing from you. I love hearing Aww. from you. Thank you. Yeah. But I did want to let you're you know welcome. that there's a lot of Facebook posts today about ghost activity and people posting okay. about different ghosts coming in and people are noticing things. So maybe just today, maybe, you know, in the next couple of days or whatever's going around, there just seems to be an extra push in that direction. Just for people who are listening, maybe just be aware that it's not your mind. It really is someone who's with you yes positively and then don't be afraid also just because you're seeing ghosts you're seeing dead people that doesn't mean that they're bad spirits they just mean that they're spirits they're just dead people could be your grandma grandpa could be a parent you know could be a friend that's coming in you know they say halloween is the time of the year where the veil is the thinnest between the physical and spiritual realms and that's why it's easier to have contact with the dead but you know what guys things are shifting and you know if you're becoming uh more psychic like terry said shift in consciousness please expect to see the dead people and you know i'm also a paranormal investigator and i've seen how some people do these investigations and i just want to say please hold the dead people with as much respect as you would like to be thought of as well. Because just because they're dead doesn't mean they're bad. You don't have to be af- you don't have to be afraid of them. And I and I've got to tell you this guys, I I I I think we're at the end of our show. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So Dan, thank you, honey. Uh if you can call again next week, please do. Uh Terry, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And um can you shoot out your number one more time very quickly? How can they reach you? Yes. Two one nine seven one two zero five zero seven is my um, cell. So call or text. My email is Terry T E R R Y Doolin D is in David U L I N at hotmail dot com. So you can become a Reiki master healer. Your children become Reiki healers as well. And again, uh, this is Jory and the Coffee Psychic. Psychic, you guys. This is your psychic connection. Seven zero eight. Four seven eight eighty seven ninety two. I will see you right here next week at BlogTalkRadio.com. Take care, everybody. Good night now.
Geico presents sharing versus oversharing. Today, Bridget Griffin shared a video of her daily yoga routine, two self-help articles, and her new blog called Build Your Inner Bridge with Bridge. Girl, your sharing has turned into oversharing. No worries, Bridge. Geico has some info worth sharing with your seven blog followers, like how you could save money on your car insurance, update your policy, and report a claim just by visiting geico.com. How's that for building your inner bridge? Bridge, Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 